<laughs> Welcome to Banditland Boulevard. I'm one of your co-hosts of this legendary show, Trevor Howard, and across from me, Tony Lamaca, aka Boxhead ninety eight TL, joined by Mr. Luke Wiles. How's it going, Luke? Pretty good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, fellas. You're very so, welcome. I mean, Tony, this is another Bandits alumni that we brought on the show, and also a damn good one. I mean, we had Delby Paulus on the show on Sunday, I think. Now we got Luke on here. Luke, how – I mean, I guess the first question we got to ask was, what was it like playing for the Buffalo Bandits? Because you started right around 2012 with the team, I think, maybe 2011. Yes, and uh, finished in 2013. How was the atmosphere, first of all, just playing in a great city of Buffalo? Well, first off, uh, following up, Delby is a tough follow. He was, he was an excellent player and a, <laughs> and a good man. Um, I, uh, I went to back-to-back championships with Seattle. We won in 10 and lost by a goal in Toronto in 11. And then I was traded to Buffalo and played with Buffalo for 12 and 13. Uh, my first year there, I had my best year as a pro. Um, I was, you know, second in the league in goals and tied for first in the league with Tavares uh, for first in power play goals. Nice. Um, Johnny who? Was... Johnny who? John. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it was, and then it was almost kind of a tale of two seasons. There's, or two, yeah, a tale of two seasons. I... My second year, I kind of had a contract dispute with the team. Uh, I came into, I was also getting my American citizenship. Uh, mm-hmm. So I couldn't go into Canada to practice, which was, you know, which was an issue. They drafted Dane Smith and they traded for Aaron Wilson. Yes. And so I got to camp kind of late. And well, right at the end, really, I signed my biggest contract ever and they, I wasn't on the power play. I, I, I struggled to fit in with the team early on in the season. I feel like the team kind of turned against me a little bit and I was, I was pushed onto the practice roster. Um, when I first came into camp, there was, it was kind of interesting because Tavares said that he thought that I should be the captain of the team. The, wow. Offense, wow. the, the offensive coordinator said to me, or he was like, oh, Luke can't be the captain. And I was like, well, why the fuck not? <laughs> like, I'll take the fucking seat. Let's fucking go. And so, uh, and then Darius kind of ripped me in the media, like right before I even stepped onto the floor. He was, he he had some issues that year. He was going through a divorce and I think took Oof. a good amount of it out on me with the team wasn't doing very well and, I mean, overall, at the end of the season, I took the blame for the season. Well, then everyone else also piled all the blame on me for that season. Mm. And then that was ended up being my last season ever as a pro, which is, you know, it's it's really sad that I, you know, I had to keep my family together. I moved back to Philadelphia um, and started working. And I, I just never really reached out to any other teams after that. I just kind of was in my 30s i just had my second kid and i had to get to work so that's what i did yeah it's understandable about that too um it kind of sucks that we would have loved to see you continue on with your career in the national lacrosse league uh but on top of that if god forbid if you got your signing with a different team would you have continued to play until god forbid i don't know maybe your early 40s 
Uh, no doubt. I, I think I was, I, I mean, I was, I thought I was one of the better players in the league and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I prided myself on being a good teammate. I just think that I had a rough season in Philadelphia and it was just almost like, uh, you know, difficult circumstances where I, you know, I was probably in the top six highest paid players in the league. I was like mm-hmm. 49,000, you know, just under 50,000. And then right. I get traded to Philadelphia and John Meridian offers me 20,000. Mm. He, he says he's not going over that. And I was like, all right, well, all my, my wife was here. I was working up in Buffalo. I lived up, up there for those two years. And I sure. started working, started working with a really good man, uh, Rich Herman, who's a, you know, a season ticket holder and a great family. And they took care of me. They, almost like billeted me. I lived with them for a little bit and was working for him. Um, and John was kind of, this was the third time that John Meridian uh, traded for me in the NLL. He traded for me to San Jose, he traded for yeah. me to Seattle, yeah. and then he traded for me to to Philly at the end. And I was like, oh, we're going to play this game again <laughs> with the contract. And right. I was like, all right. I was like, that's fine. I was like, you don't get paid. Uh, to come to training camp so I'll just I'll sit out if you don't want to come to the table that's fine right so he didn't I I went to the I, I was like all right I'll drive myself down to Philadelphia we'll sit down and you let me know why you think I should take a $29,000 haircut yes uh, coming off a rough season that wasn't even I didn't feel like it was my fault I, it was circumstantial right. with the with the right handers and me not being able to you know, traveling to Canada for training camp things. Uh, I, I ended up holding out training camp, signing the $20,000 contract and Johnny ripped it up and I never played another game in the league. That's very unfortunate. That seems a little unfair oh, yeah. too. I mean, dude, yeah. like look at your freaking stats from 2012. I mean, you really exploded on the scene there in the seven, one, six, man. I mean, you got 39 goals, 31 mm-hmm. assists, 70 points in 16 games. You also made it to the All-Star game that year. And yeah. you had a very, very successful All-Star game. I mean, you had some great stats. Uh, and not to mention that All-Star game took place in Buffalo. But uh, do you still maintain any, you know, decent relationships with anybody here? Or is it anything just, just kind of cut off from there? I got to tell you, I, I don't know whether I was pretty butthurt or something from it. But I've only been to two NLL games since I left the league. And that had to be wow. about, what, probably about 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, I've, I've had to work, so I've really focused on like coaching and, you know, making money for my family and getting this into a house. And I have two daughters who are 11 and nine now. Sure. Awesome. Um, God bless. And they're doing really well and they're in sports and uh, I'm very proud of them and, and the accomplishments that they've, uh, had, you know, over the, over the past 10 years. But yeah, man, I, I, I don't, I, 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 yeah, my wife's giving me tips here. <laughs> I don't want to say, which is kind of hilarious. She says that I coach them. Yeah, I coach the girls too a bunch. Of That's stuff. okay. So, yeah, um, but uh, but no, I I mean I, I I mean I am disappointed that I didn't play any more games. I thought mm-hmm. I mean I'm an extremely effective player. I mean even right now I'm on this uh, seventy five hard thing where I'm I'm training twice a day I've i heard do of two that 45, two 45 minute workout today uh i'm extremely like, fit i coach like indoor. 
one outdoor, one indoor, no cheat meals. I've heard of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, and so I'm getting pretty shredded up here. Um, I, my body's old though. I went back and played senior B, uh, for a couple of summers and like I get beat up pretty quick. So, I mean, I'm, I'm done now. I've, I've come to that realization that I am done. I've started, I, I coach, I'm an extremely effective teacher of the game. Yeah, sure. Um, I love doing it. It's, it's extremely enjoyable for me. I can see the game at a, at a very high level. Um, at, but I'm pretty comfortable with uh, the fact that I'm probably not playing much ball anymore. Wow. Uh, are we going to see any uh, Saturday night live bits that you said you were going to try to get yourself? Yeah, dude. You gotta get some going. I'll tell you that. Cause it's, I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do. I mean, the, the really? Saturday Night Live went a little bit woke, so that's a little. Well, yeah, little, oh, yeah, no, that's like that's the whole thing in itself. <laughs> I mean, I try to go past it and then give it a chance every now and then, but it's just not that funny. So maybe mm. that this is my chance to jump in there and and uh, toss my name in the, the uh, ring. You Might as well. Was, you said it was going downhill back then. Just you know, you you've seen some of that crap now. Oh my god. It's what kind of impersonations can you do? Let's might as well talk about that. If you think you can be a comedian too as well, might as well do impersonations. Right. You, you wanna do? yeah, I'm about to say you want to join the field that's not overtaken by the woke mob. Do some stand up. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean I would I would be better at stand up than I would be at uh, impersonations. Not that well, great at impersonations. You could definitely come down to Helium then and you could start right there in Buffalo if you wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know I what? Actually, yeah. I've been back to Buffalo probably I don't know. I mean, I lived there for a couple of years. I love the city. I mean, I I love I mean, one of my fondest memories are leading the team in goals that first year mm -hmm. uh, with Tavares. Yeah. And then like 4,000 people bought my jersey or like 6,000 people bought my jersey. I'm like, fuck, this, this is awesome. I went, like, to a freaking, I went to a game against Rochester. Uh, Tony was there too a couple weeks ago. In yes, Bay sir. And there's somebody sitting in the front row in section 119, 112 or whatever, whatever's in the corner wearing a yep. black 15 Wiles jersey. I'm like, dude, Unreal, people, don't, dude. people don't forget you, bro. The, the uh, Bandits Mafia, Bandit, Bandit Land still loves you, bro. Yes, we do. Man, I, I, I love the city. I, I'm a huge fan of the city. I, uh, I, some of my fondest memories are of those two years, uh, even though the last year was super difficult. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like the team kind of turned on me a little bit. Um, I love the city and I, I feel like the city really embraced me and, and, uh, brought me in. I find that the, I don't know, man, if I can be, you know, very straightforward with you guys, I, I think that that franchise has going to have a tough time winning. I think that there's, I think that there's a disconnect from the front office to the coaching staff to the, to the players. And as soon as mm. there's a disconnect, it, it, trickles down to the players and if, as soon as there's a little bit of uh you know uh murky waters sure it's it goes downhill pretty quick because those things reveal themselves you the gotta be the a boat, tight yeah you gotta be you have to be an extremely well-oiled machine to, to win championships in that league it's really tough 
Mm-hmm. And you have to be you have to be very, very strong from the front office to the management, to the coaches, to the captains and assistants, to the players. And you have to be extremely well connected. And it's tough to win championships. And I'm not sure that uh, franchise uh, has it. I do like the Tavares head coaching thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's a very strong uh, position for them to to fill he's he's the he's the smartest lacrosse man i i played with oh, it was the, him the fucking it was anyone, <laughs> i think i think it was between him uh doyle and awesome. uh glenn and glenn clark i never played with doss wow. i played not a couple all-star games with them but it was i think it was those three guys cam woods uh, yeah. sticks out as one of those yeah. guys um as well jeff zawicki was the best goal scorer i ever played with i mean dude you also play with ianucci right down in philly i never played with him no when they they traded me out of there and then the next year they picked him up with the draft picks that they got so no so uh he wasn't a great teammate i don't know (laughs) no no i don't know about that guy he he was uh what's that I said, I need. Don't listen to this, please. Please don't. No, who cares, dude? Tony, I don't care. I mean, you know how many goals he scored against us? I, I, I know. It's I so sick. Know. That's just from. That's just from guys that you know. I. <laughs> I mean, lacrosse is a pretty small world. I, that's just information that I collected over the years. That yeah, absolutely. You know, he was a difficult guy to play with, and and so, I mean, that's just you know, telling you guys. You always the got truth. that one. It's always that one player on each team. You never know. And it's but tough to win championships. It's tough yes, to win championships. I think the same thing about Callum, Callum Crawford. Oh, I yeah. I don't think he's a championship lacrosse player either. Bannis, mm. And the Bannis traded him. The Bannis traded him for Sean Evans, bro. Yep. Remember that? But uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I think it is tough to win a championship, obviously. I mean, looking at what happened from the for the Bandits in 2022 – 2019 and 2016 16 to back yeah. pretty much the, the last three times they made it they they came up short in the final so yes, they have it's been tough it's been really tough but at yeah. that time they had accordingly as their coach they transitioned into jt mm-hmm. they're, they're eight and two right now but i mean you know they, they just got to keep pushing they're dealing with a whole bunch of injuries right now and yeah, uh, they're throwing a that's, lot of adversity, but you know, championship teams have strong depth as well, and that's exactly what the Bandits have right now. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because Rochester's pretty freaking good right now. Toronto's pretty good. It, it's Halifax a three-way tie for that. Halifax, Halifax is getting there. Damn good, yeah, underrated. Halifax is pretty good. Dude. Wow, underrated in my honest opinion. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's look back a little bit with you, Luke. Um, mm-hmm. you always grow up wanting to be a professional lacrosse player. No, I was uh, my my pops was a hockey man. Nice. So I wanted to I wanted to play in the NHL. I I had no idea you could even play lacrosse at a high level. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I I put all my eggs into hockey, and then hockey at my hometown team helped me till the very last cut and cut me when I was fifteen and sixteen from the junior A team. So I started playing junior C hockey. Uh, and I led the league in scoring four straight years. Uh, no, I was wow. like top 10 in the league nice. in scoring four straight years, Genius. playing less than last games. And then lacrosse started kind of calling. I, I got calls from Maryland and Loyola and Hartford and Delaware. <laughs> um, and I was like, holy geez, like I can go to the States and play lacrosse and play for free. And then I, 
started seeing some stuff about the NLL and um, I went and watched uh, the Brooklyn Redmen play and like met Gary and Paul Gate and sweet and I, lacrosse kind of started like you know being something like oh geez maybe this is something so because hockey kind of you know I didn't get the bounces when I was 15 and 16 and you kind of got to get them at the, that age so it kind of catapults you into playing with the best players in the world right and sure. then you you know you progress from there so uh when lacrosse started kind of knocking on the door to come down here on scholarship i kind of navigated through that i ended up taking a full ride to university of delaware uh i lasted two years at delaware my last year like six days before i went to school i lost my dad oh uh, and that and sorry that to hear last, that, man. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Thanks, boys. Yeah, he was he was a good man. He was he was my best bud, and um. So uh, I want I want to I think what was it I won a mental cup six days after my dad died, and I went back to school nine days after my dad died. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that year was pretty rough for me. Um. So I ended up being one credit short of them renewing my scholarship. And I just, I, I, I was just like, um, they, they didn't really help me. They kind of kept pushing me away sure, and not like providing me like guidance and help and stuff. And I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta be closer to home. So I entered the draft and I went fourth overall to the wings and Mm -hmm. I started playing and getting traded all around the country and lacrosse is taking me on a really serious journey. I'm, I'm, I love the game. I, 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 really you know appreciate everything that it's provided for me and and i i i can't say enough good things about the game yeah and no matter what the <clears throat> higher up positions did to you in buffalo do just always remember that bandland's got your back we're all we're all big luke luke wiles guys. yeah we are oh here's uh, a good one thanks guys yeah what do you guys normally what do you normally go as cool hand luke or do you prefer luke skywalker wiles what do you prefer what do you prefer i don't i've had so many nicknames in my day because i <laughs> i got the weird i got the weird voice so i i mean i've i've had so many nicknames i mean you can call me whatever you want yeah, to. i whatever think, makes I, it, whatever I think makes that swenson chris swenson bandits pa guy called you skywalker a couple times yes <laughs> yes he did and that's why i'm like we got to figure this out you got to hear it from the guy's mouth himself what do you just what does he prefer to be called as cool hand luke or does he prefer uh luke skywalker wiles i think skywalker wiles sounds so sick <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys, I'll leave that one up to you guys. There we go. Fire <laughs> well, deal, you know what? I, I I watched a couple of the highlights, and uh, there was one game I went to. I don't know if it was Rochester or Colorado, but Stainhouse, who's an absolute <clears throat> fucking beauty, sent you a yeah. great pass in front of the net, and you like faked up, faked down, faked up, faked down, and just shot over his shoulder to the side. Was that like your move right in front of the net? Always just you know, kind of dinking and dunking around the goalies. Yeah, I always, kind of, I always, I always had a pretty uh, savvy way of keeping my stick back, and I always liked to play against the jumper goalies because I could always get them to move while keeping my stick prepared to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was that was kind of one of my moves. I, I always liked to get to the inside, but I did have, a, you know, a very unique way of hitching and then getting to my spot. Uh, so. It's tough to navigate the box game. It's yeah. uh, it's tough in there. Guys are big. They're well-schooled. It's so um, condensed, man. 
Yeah, yeah it's it's very tough, and the D guys are so freaking big now. And like, I mean, I look at it. I look at it now. Like, you know, could I play? I, I mean, maybe if I stuck around, I would still be an extremely effective player. But I mean, coming back into it, I think because there's so many teams now, it's a little bit watered down. It's tough to get really strong uh, teams. I think Buffalo's got a really good team going on at the moment. Um, but uh, but being a being a championship caliber team is extremely uh, difficult because even if you guys. You know, never even mentioned the West, really. Calgary's friggin' really good, Gary. and they're young, yep. and they're big, and they're fast. San Diego, uh, Saskatchewan. San Diego is, is, has so many veterans out there, um, and they're really good. So, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a tall task to, to get it done this year. And, you, again, you got to get out of the East first. Mm-hmm. I just think you running up and down the floor, I don't know how you maintain just not being flat-footed whatsoever. I mean, they teach soccer players, and it, you kind of reminded me of, of you of, of you running, like your style, running like a soccer player because they're always on their toes. So I don't know if like soccer players end up playing lacrosse or if you ever played soccer or anything like that, but that's just what it kind of reminds me of. The, the number one thing they teach you in a field sport like soccer is to never be flat-footed, always run on your toes. And that was always something that always got you a step ahead in on the floor. Yeah, I I actually I have the record for goals in my high school for soccer. <laughs> oh, I, only played, I only played one year. This guy's played them all. My last my last year. Well, I had the bad ADD, so my parents would just put me into every sport. So I, Fantastic. I, mean, I was doing you know basketball and volleyball and. And soccer, my just soccer my last year in high school. But then, you know, I played hockey and lacrosse outside of that. And then I was in like a squash league and I, I could have been a lifeguard because I was doing swimming lessons all the way nice. up. And so <clears throat> and then anytime I'd go out with my buddies, like we would be competing in stuff like darts or pool or like anything like that. Like everything <laughs> was always a competition. And I so Come I would on. even like throwing bean bags and stuff. Like you, I tried to find the best way to do stuff, <laughs> and then you know, tinker. Same thing. That's why ever since I've been finished playing pro, I haven't been like trying to get my lacrosse game better to make it back. I've been working mm-hmm. on my golf game. Oh, and nice, I, dude. That's I, hard, man. That's and golf. I think is the toughest sport out there, and I've got mm. myself into. I'm about a six handicap golfer. Um, so I'm a very, very strong, uh, striker of the ball and I'm a student of the game. I really love the, you know, making small adjustments out there and tinkering mm-hmm. with my swing. And, uh, this past year I've been working way too much. So, uh, but I have some pretty good things on the horizon to get myself back out there and, and working on my, my golf game a little That's bit nice. more frequently. Nice. Very cool. And I can see the next yeah. Tiger Woods right here across from us. How oh. Well, dude, if he's got his, if he's got his high school soccer record in one season, don't, yeah, un- don't right. underestimate it, bro. I was getting like, I was getting like three or four goals a game. Like it was just, oh it was cake ball. It wasn't just me though. Again, you got to have good teammates to make this stuff happen. Were you a midfielder or midfielder striker? No, I was. I was a striker. I I played the and I could run the line, right? I just run the line and and I had two sick midfielders. My one buddy, Jason Skensos, who's like a Greek Italian guy, studs soccer. Yeah, 
he was the one that convinced me to do it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll give it a try. Well, at first they wanted to put me on defense. I was like, dude, I don't play defense <laughs> in nothing. Luke does like, not play defense play at all. D. No, I can play D, but you don't want me back there. No. Um, so Wiles, Luke Wiles is nothing but a fucking goal scorer is what he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, did we just? Oh, so I was like, I thought we just lost Trevor there. I close. said that was Luke close. Wiles kind of is a there. goal scorer. Luke Wiles a goal scorer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so then, so then, not only that, just before the season, we got these two uh, Spanish ex- exchange students, and this one mm-hmm. kid was a midfielder, and he he scored a goal from half, and like he would be able to chip it up and over the defense. So I had two stud midfielders that you know, were, feed, were feeding me pass, and all that I had to do was run the line and run onto the ball and score goals. So, I mean, it was it was really those guys' uh, magicalness through the lines that, you know, propelled me to have that record, and it still stands today. Wow. That's they awesome. set them up, you knock them down. That's how it basically that's, works. Uh, that's how we do it. <laughs> That's no, but you know what? At the same time, they probably lead the school in assists while you lead them. Yeah, lots of apples. They do. They those guys were the, that Jason Skensos guy. I think still has like, uh, like all time assists for for the school. Uh, he was he played all five years. He was a soccer guy. Uh, he played like club soccer and that type stuff. This was just kind of like, you know, in the school, but really. Like I, I, I love all the sports. I think that they also turn on light bulbs for each and every one to be able to, mm-hmm. for you to navigate the, yeah. uh, the different sports and to become better at sports. That's why when, you know, uh, college coaches and stuff recruit, they want you to be playing multiple sports because it, there's a, um, a certain rollover of every sport that helps you navigate the way to be great at one. Yeah, I mean, dude, Russell Wilson, I think, was drafted by the – was it the Orioles or the San Francisco Giants or something? Even though he was yeah, drafted in like, the, in, like, the 18th round in the MLB, even though he went, like, in the third round for the NFL. And mm-hmm. I think I think Kaepernick got drafted by the Tigers or something. I mean, as a pitcher, you see all these guys playing multi-sports. It's a big thing. And there's this yeah. – that stat where it's like 92% of NFL draftees are multi-sport athletes. I'm like, to no surprise, nobody's just yeah. going to have an off season where they're just lifting and doing cardio. They're playing winter sports. They're doing something like that. Uh, but I'll yeah, tell you, sure. you know, who couldn't play other sports was Paul Rabel. I, I Paul Rabel, his, really? I, I went to his wedding uh, and I trained with him and Hartsey uh, for a couple of years when we played together out in Washington. We were, I was living in Philly and they were living in Baltimore. So I was driving down there to train with Jay Dyer and those two knuckleheads. Nice. And, and, uh, he's, he's not good at other stuff. <laughs> like he's just not good at other stuff. And I'm like, ow, man. Oh my he's God. Like, so big. Relax, bro. Just, he was just so clunky. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, I don't know. It's hilarious. You never laced up the skates before. He, there's no chance that man can skate. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. He just can't do much other than lacrosse. It's it's a shocking, it's a shocking <sighs> parallel because he was such an effective. He, he was an extremely effective field player. Uh, mm-hmm. He couldn't really play at the offensive door because he was just he couldn't settle into the gaps. Um, 
and stuff. I tried to teach them Zwicky or, or Reese Dutch wanted nothing to do with teaching them. Uh, so I would try to help them. I I mean, I liked Rabel, but those guys wanted nothing to do with playing for him, but, or playing with them. He was extremely effective getting the ball up and down the floor. Cause he's, he's just a first horse. So he's one of the, and he's one of the best field players of all time. Oh, absolutely. He's an NFL football player playing lacrosse. The guy's freaking massive. That's a scary sight, even to have him come at you like that. <laughs> oh, man. He was big, and he was athletic as all hell, like training with that guy. Was... And Hartzell was – Hartzell, I mean, Hartzell was a poor man's rabel, but he – I mean, even still, I mean, he trained – and he had made a good career out of it as, as well. So, I mean, both those guys – I think that was the last couple of years they played in the NLL was those couple of years that yeah. we went to the championship. We should have friggin' won that 11 championship, too. The mm. refs fucked us in Toronto, which is Dude, the refs not, still, not a the, surprise. The refs still suck, and we ran about them every single fucking time on the show. <laughs> every uh, episode we do. Every and week. They're just, br- they're just brutal. And they're Toronto. all – They pander to those fucking guys. They're all 400 pounds, too. They're yeah. all 450 They can't pounds. keep up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, they they need better training, I think, training and development. But then again, so do the NHL refs because we're Sabres fans here, and they they yes, screw us every night too. Who's your team, by the Sabres way? Sabres are the Sabres are doing a little better this year, aren't they? Yeah, yes, they sir. are. I yeah, mean, they just won against thing. Tampa Bay in overtime. The youth movement's really really kicking in for the for the Sabres this year. Well, that's great because they've been. Uh, Freaking terrible! Just oh, like, say the very well, least. Might as well just years. be honest. We Did we know about terrible teams in Buffalo. Oh, for sure. oh man, it's rough. Like <laughs> I mean, dude, I gotta you know- tell you though. I gotta tell you though. I moved to Philadelphia in my first five years here. There, there, we didn't even have a playoff game. So and I'm fun. like, this city sucks for sports, and I'd make fun of everyone around here. And you guys and had then, Daniel Briere, bro, when you were playing down in Philly. You had our old yeah, boy, Danny Briere. That, that those teams were there was some good teams, man. Buffalo when when Hasek was there. Like, yep. Oh God, when, yeah. When that when when the Sabers are good, man. That town is buzzing, dude. Same thing, kind of down here. Like you can feel it. Like people are happier, and it's. You know, when the sports teams are doing well, there's something about the city that glows. Yeah. And so, you know, no playoff games for five years, then boom, the city wins the Super Bowl. Well, I'm like, yeah, All wow. right. so I go to the parade and I'm <laughs> in the parade and I'm high fiving everyone. So from that day, I was like, you know what? I don't really have, you know, a full allegiance to really anyone. I just been traveling around playing pro sports. So I was like, I, I've been p- being a taxpayer here for like, I, now it's like 10 years. So I was mm. like, all right. I was like, I'll cheer for the Philly teams. I mean, but it's rough, dude. Like <laughs> the Phillies, the MLS terrible. team, the Eagles, the Phillies, the MLS team you got over there. Over yeah, three. I mean, so there's some good teams. Like even the, the Sixers are solid. Uh, mm. the, the Phillies had a great run last year. That was unreal. Um, Unreal. The Eagles are the Eagles are a very strong organization. They seem to find a way to to, to put themselves in the mix. Uh, the yeah. Flyers are are terribly run organization though. The the management, 
is just brutal. They've tied themselves into contracts that are that are untradeable commodities. And I just want to thank them for taking Rasmus Ristolainen's bum ass off the Sabers oh, and making that contract. So bad, and they hate him so much. Brutal. Like uh, those well, guys, those guys can't even play in that league anymore, man. It, it's, the league is so fast. It's just. No, I know it's, ugh. but you know it's what? The Sabres head. being so poor for that many years is a big reason why the bandits get such a big viewing here because they're consistently a good team. Yeah. Um, yeah they that's have true. been for a while, but I don't know. I'm not sure. The Sabres are like four points out and three games in hand or something like that. Anything can happen, yep. you know, anything can happen. Yeah, but uh, Luke, I definitely appreciate the time. Uh, final question I ask you before Zoom boots us out of this thing because Zoom's sure. cheap as hell. Um, right. Where was your favorite restaurant in downtown Buffalo? Was there a certain spot where you would hit before a game? Uh, there's, I don't know if I remember what it's called. There's a little Italian place that me and Chef, me and Loeffler Loff, used to go to. It's real close to the stadium, but it's kind of like more over closer to the hood. So oh, that, he's he's, he's got to be talking about chefs, I think. It's either chefs on Exchange Street or it's po- possibly pre- uh, right on um, – what the heck's the street called? Jesus, I'm from Buffalo, and I don't even know the street. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been up there. I don't, know, Pearl, yeah, Pearl street, I don't know. Pearl Street Grill is probably my probably my favorite over by the baseball stadium. That Pearl was, Street's good. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a bunch of good spots there. I mean, I didn't – I love the food up there. We go out all the time. Um, hot wings? What, the what's your favorite? I like, I like hot wings. I'm off the hot wings right now, yep. which, is, which blows, and it kind of <laughs> makes me, you know, lick my lips because I – I mean, I'm looking, at pizza, I'm looking at pizza right now, my dog. Oh, no. Dude, get that away. Oh, no. I know, man. It's, I'm, I'm tested. The seizing you. This daily. is insane. I'm just tested daily. But, I, I man, I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't been off the booze for 75 days. I mean, shit, since I was 15 years old. Dude, are you freaking so, kidding me? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 40. This is a little bit of a it, – it's not really – and an athlete thing. This is more of a mental. Uh, mm-hmm. To see if I have mental toughness is what it is. Like dude, because dude. yeah, me neither. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if I was with you guys, it would be tough not to do a couple shots. Yeah, yeah dude. Exactly. Anytime you I, want, bro. Saying, so I I gotta just be smart with what I do and. And, yeah, and I think that this is a this is a really good test for me. If I can do this, then you know, uh, I I'm kicking off my summer and I'm shredded to shit here. Absolutely. Nice. Well, Very Tony, cool. we got less than a minute because uh, yep. Zoom sucks. Luke yes, Wiles, thank you for the time, my man. Yes, uh, bud. We appreciate thank you, for, you being on thank the you show. For, thank you for being a Buffalo Bandit too, man. You you uh, I went I. You know that that goal horn blasted a bunch of times when I was in that building when you were playing. So I thank you for your time in, in Buffalo. Thank you, dude. Buddy. If you guys have some videos of me scoring and that type of stuff, I've never seen. I, I've never seen much game film. I'll on send them. I'll, I'll send, send them, them bro. We yeah, have a lot of them, game a bunch film of them on YouTube, so we got to definitely show you. All right, yeah, man, because I don't have many. So, but really appreciate <laughs> you guys having me on. It was really good connecting again, boys. Thank you for joining You're me. Welcome. Thank you so much, Luke. Take care, fellas. You too, Later, brother. Peace.